Welcome to Creators Are Brands, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tom Boyd, and this show is the show where we explore how solo, independent, small-teamed creators are building brands online. And today on this show, what I'm going to do is I'm going to react to some of the clips, the best of moments of this podcast. So obviously, you know the whole deal. When someone has a podcast, they make clips and they post those clips as short form videos and it helps promote the show. So I went through, I snagged some clips that I thought were fun talking points, fun things to maybe re-emphasize, re-highlight and do a little do a little show, a little montage show out of some of these clips. And when I was going through and looking for the clips, I actually found some of my own shorts that I made for my TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts that I said, you know what, I'm going to highlight them too. So uh, I'm just going to play them. We're going to get right into it. No fluff, no frills. <laughs> and, and if you're watching on video, you can see my hair is all all messed up. And I, and I almost went and like kind of brushed it. And then I was like, wait a second. Why am I brushing my hair? It's my show. <laughs> That's why we make our own stuff. So we can show up and we can have our hair be whatever way we want it to be. So I encourage you to not wear makeup today. Uh, go out with a stain on your shirt. Have your hair be a little bit jacked up. <laughs> like, like. I don't know. I think little bold, little bold demonstrations like that are important to show yourself that like you, I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's going to be people like, oh, no, you got to be professional. Who? How do you decide professional? Yeah, people, people might judge me, judge me from my, my unkempt hair right now, but other people might appreciate me. They might be inspired and say, hey, if he's willing to do that, then like, you know, maybe I can, uh, go to the gym when I'm feeling a little insecure. Maybe I can put my videos out when I'm not feeling too confident. So that's why my hair's jacked up. All right. It's a, it's a valuable learning lesson. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. I'm going to play the first clip. Let's send it. This technique helps you not care about what people think of your content. You're going to take a one-by-one -one index card, write the names down of all the people that you'll accept feedback from. This is what Brene Brown calls your square squad. Anyone that isn't on that list, we're shutting down criticism. So it's not about not listening to anyone. It's about getting specific with the criticism that will be useful and creating healthy feedback loops so you can benefit from the insights that are actually of value. I think that's a wonderful one, the Square Squad. I, I have like an unofficial version of that where it's these people's, venue, uh, these people's opinions I value, other people's opinions. Uh, because what happens is when you put something out to the world, everyone then can have an opinion. And if you just let everyone, if, if everyone's opinion holds weight, then what you do will be watered down. You have to decide whose opinions, like actually are going to matter who's f and be part of the feedback loop that can that 
actually has any impact on what it is that you are creating or building. Second clip. I flunked English when I was in high school. It wasn't a good writer, didn't really like writing, but when you start getting into content creation, you realize it's not just turning on a camera. You have to formulate your thoughts. You have to get them out there, get feedback on them. And all of that starts with writing, putting everything in an outline in a clean way to be able to deliver and take complex problems and make them simple. You need to have some place to organize your thoughts. And writing is a perfect place to start. That's Stephen Meller. He is a creator who has has a large TikTok Instagram following and he has a large private community and he teaches people audience growth, uh, writing, digital writing, marketing, and he is one of my favorite creators. He's been on the show twice. I, I would check out his content. He's just very clear and direct. He has a great sense of UX. His his all of his all of his like I love his sketch content, but that particular moment I wanted to highlight that is because it's not that, you know, I used to think that I wasn't a good writer either. It was the fact that I was writing about stuff I didn't really care about. And I think that's important when you're creating, when you're producing content. Align yourself with something that actually gives you energy. And then you might say, oh, I'm actually a good writer. It's just I'm not a good writer when I'm forced to write about things that I don't care about. So it's it's the challenging part is finding that thing that lights you up, that gives you enthusiasm, that then can take you from someone that might have flunked English to someone that gets paid to write, <laughs> gets paid full time as a full time job to write online. I think that's a beautiful moment from the podcast. You need to get away from a consumption habit and into a creating habit. Oh, so when we're, <laughs> I when we're on it. social, I only had a half hour, 45 minutes for a lunch break. I could sit there and consume everything or I could be active and try to create a piece of content on my lunch break. And that became like the challenge. Okay, you have 30 minutes. How do I put my ideas onto a piece of paper? and put that into a concept that I can go back to work later, finish my work, but at nighttime I could build out into a carousel. That was the whole game every day. That again was Stephen Meller, and I just love that way of thinking. He was talking about being intentional about how he uses his time, and I'm reading the book uh, deep work right now and it talks uh, uh, about I, I keep revisiting that book because it's a wonderful read I, uh, and it, what he basically says is you, essentially deep work and focus is a superpower and we are giving up that superpower by giving in to distraction and you have to be intentional about how about how you design your day and see where you can use any available time that is that is allotted between like your work schedule, your your personal life, like to figure out like how to be in a producer mindset instead of a consumer mindset. I uh, yeah, I just think that's a great way to think about it. It's easy to just jump into something like because our education gives us something to do with our time, our work gives us something to do with our time and then free time we've kind of been trained to have the consumer mindset that okay i'm just going to go online that's going to give me some entertainment it's going to give me an outlet give me something to do with my time instead if you obviously your goal is to be a creator is is to transform your approach for how you use that time and use that time in a productive way so what can i write in 15 minutes what can I brainstorm? What ideas can I connect? And, uh, and, and, and just be intentional about having a producer mindset instead of a consumer mindset. The way that Charlie D'Amelio feels about TikTok <laughs> is like, is like, what, what, like, imagine this, like, oh, I, I, I'm good at dancing. Uh, this is my generation is on this app. I'm built for this app. I feel like yes. 
people that have the ability to connect with people quickly and have a curiosity and passion around a subject, hosting a podcast is to them what TikTok is to Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to cut this out. Okay, so that was me talking to my friend Tori G. We had an episode where she came on, and I gave her some insights for how to launch her own podcast. It was basically a coaching strategy call. If you want to listen to that one, it's on the podcast, Tori G. And now, one thing that I want to mention about that is that's essentially me saying find your format. You have your unique strength. And there's different strengths. There's different types of content that kind of connect with people's uh strength more right right so if it's audio if you're a good communicator if you have a genuine curiosity and interest about other pe uh, certain people in a specific niche or field then a podcast is a great format for you if you want to be a writer if you want to be you know don't really want to be on camera maybe it's twitter maybe it's starting a blog or a newsletter like find a format that connects with you the most if you like ranting on camera start a youtube channel you know if that's your angle if you like uh vlog like you you, you can find the angle to you and then even within that there's angles within the angles so maybe instead of talking on camera on the vlogs you do voiceover like that is more true to your strengths and like how you want to show up as a creator. What I was saying is find your format. And I thought that Tori is perfect for a podcast because she has specific knowledge around a thing and a general, a, 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 a genuine interest around a topic. And she's great with connecting pe with people quickly and all of those things. I was like, essentially you are, you know, what, what Charlie D'Amelio when like, because TikTok, right? was rewarding people dancing versus was uh, had a had a younger generation uh, on the app at the time it was perfect for her it was perfect for her to blow up and what I was saying for what TikTok was to her the podcast format is for Tori so I was just kind of hyping her up and I think that you can find your format as well no matter how big your audience is, you want to get so tapped in to who they are and why they're paying attention to you that it should become pretty obvious what the product is. They're paying attention to you for some reason. You're doing some job for them in their life. They're trying to glean something. So what is that? If you do a good job of attracting an audience with your content, you just got to ask and, and listen and pay attention to what they're looking for. And then whatever their problem is, how can you construct a solution to that? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful take by Jay Klaus. That was a, a, an amazing episode. You should go listen to that on the create on the creator <laughs> creators our brand show acting like you don't know what the name of the show is you're listening to the podcast all right uh, Jay's talking about how a podcast is you know you, it might not be something that can get the reach of like a TikTok video or a YouTube short but the people that do listen to it the relationship is much deeper the relationship is much more real because it's almost like the way you listen to a podcast it's almost like you're like listening to a friend on you're like on just like a long phone call with a friend and you're just catching up except they're the one talking <laughs> and and you're just tuning in and and you can listen to it while you're doing the dishes uh driving the car walking the dog like there's just like so many different ways that it can fit into your life uh, like a, when you're watching a video you have to be like doing that thing like you have to be you know sitting there consumed by the video but like the podcast can kind of just be in the background complement your life and and because of that you end up listening to these episodes longer and then the longer you you know, listen to the shows the the stronger the connection is that you have with the creator i love that take by jay
no matter how big your audience is, you want to get so tapped in to who they are and why they're paying attention to you that it should become pretty obvious what the product is. They're paying attention to you for some reason. You're doing some job for them in their life. They're trying to glean something. So what is that? If you do a good job of attracting an audience with your content, you just got to ask and, and listen and pay attention to what they're looking for. And then whatever their problem is, how can you construct a solution to that? So what he's saying there, and I'm going to put it in my words, it, that's Jay Klaus again. He's saying when you want to create a digital product, like your audience will tell you. You know, you will get that feedback from the DMs, from the comments. So you have to put out enough noise, enough like enough opportunity to get a signal back from your audience. And the signal back is, you, oh, you start seeing the same question over and over again. Like, how do you start a podcast? What are the three tips for talking to guests on your show? Uh, what equipment should I use? And you start to get these questions over and over again. And then there is, you use that information to guide what the what digital product is that you want to build fear of failure problem it's a fear of rejection problem it's a fear or maybe even replacing that fear with tendencies toward perfectionism and i know that artists who are trying to sell and promote their work and like create some sort of revenue and profit because how else is it going to be sustainable there's this nice blend that artists and creatives just need to find for themselves because it's unique to them i used to follow all of the online marketers out there that have very solid advice but it just is a formula that doesn't work for everyone i found that it was good to take just like a piece or a portion or a morsel here and there from these people and apply it to my own business and just talk genuinely to my people. Like I believe in my products. I'm not just selling it to make yeah. a, a nickel, you know, like I believe in that product because it's literally the system and the process that I had to go through in order to create six figures a year in revenue in licensing and selling my art and doing things to have this art business that's now grown to over seven figures. That was Jenna Rainey. That was an incredible episode. She's a, like she said, she's built a mil million dollar uh, business around watercolor. It started with her watercolor. She did uh, brand licensing, then or like art licensing, and then she created a course for how to do art licensing. And what she's talking about there is mindsets around selling as a creative. And she says it's really easy to sell something when you believe in it. And I, I, I find that to be like, like it seems really obvious, but like we get hung up a lot on, uh, on, on, uh, you know, mindsets around, uh, around selling online. And maybe that's because we don't believe in the product as much, you know, like she was like, no, I, this is the exact system that I used to build my licensing company. So like, I know how much value it brings. So when, for me, as I'm thinking about building products and, and creating content, it's, it's, yeah, it's like sometimes I think what can happen is we see that there is a demand, but it's not necessarily a demand that we feel like we are the best to fulfill or we even want to fulfill. And what she's saying is like, no, I knew I was the person to teach this subject. I like, I know that, I, I had my process down and I and I knew that that the frameworks that I that I used to make money would would actually work for other people. That's what made selling so much easier for me. <laughs> so I don't know. Sometimes uh, when we're when we're putting when, you know, when we're slinging stuff online, let's let's lean into like. 
is this something that I truly believe in? And I, I, that's, that seems for, at least from uh, Jenna Rainey's perspective, that seems the best strategy for getting over that, that, uh, that, that feeling of, of, of sleaziness when you're selling something online where it's just like, no, I just know it's a great product. Like (laughs) to my core, this thing slaps. So I, I am very, very sure that, uh, about the price point that I've put this at. And um, and then obviously what she did was, and I've seen her do this, she continues to iterate that. So it started at like 300 or like 497, I think. Now it's almost at like 997. So every time she adds more value to that thing, she feels more confident to then sell that thing for a little bit more. So I don't know. I think that's a, that's a she talks about a lot about mindset and selling and and uh, making money as a creative on that show. So I would go check that one out. My favorite way is to work with brands in an integrated manner where it's a package that spans the podcast and TikTok and Instagram where it's truly integrated in my life. And it's so much more fun to do it that way. And it's so much more effective to do it that way. The brands do that? Yes, totally. Teach me your ways. Well, the way that I just package it on my media kit, me presenting myself, and I know you talk about this a lot as an expert on my own community and what will make the biggest difference and me curating the package instead of them kind of trying to guess. So I love this take. This is a uh, Ksenia brief. That was an episode. Uh, I forget what episode that was, but go check that one out. It was a wonderful show. She has a podcast. She's a course creator. She has a really awesome community, a couple different Instagram accounts. And she's, she just always has some incredible insights on um, just creating from an intuitive and genuine place online. And, uh, and what she's talking about there is working with brands. So what happens is a brand will reach out to you and say, Hey, we want to work with you for this campaign. And what she's saying is essentially I create the way brands should work with me. I am the community. I'm the expert on, on my community. And I've actually seen someone do it that way recently. I, I was talking to uh, someone that I met and he has around 800,000 followers and he essentially said the he designs his content for the entire quarter before he even creates it and he's like a vlogger he goes on these adventures and he essentially has the whole thing planned out and as brands reach out to them the example he gave to me um it was a it was a (laughs) i don't want to say the exact brand but he was like rebuilding something and he essentially had this rebuilding series of like something, you know, he was rebuilding his like a, a shed, right? So it's pretty simple, but he was rebuilding something on his property. It was like home improvement type stuff. And he essentially said, I have this ongoing series. These are the narrative arcs within this series. If you want to be integrated into this series in some way, you can. Here are the three episodes where I'm allowing those integrations. So he was just very direct about how brands could work with them and says, I don't work with brands in any other way because this is what's going to connect with my audience the best. You can take it or leave it. And most brands, like the ones that pay, like they the, or the ones that get it, they're willing to pay good money because they know that he's designing it in a way where his audience will actually watch. So the brand wins, he wins, and his audience 
wins. I want to make sure this is a fit for your brand first, because if it's not, you could offer me a million dollars. I'm not going to take it because we don't want sponsors that we don't deliver for. Wow. And the brand just goes, who the fuck are you? Like, you're, I'm, I'm ready to give you money. You're not taking it. Again, that just turns the table, right? So like the first thing is just really making sure that you can deliver an ROI for a brand. And if not, don't take them, right? If you're not sure, tell the brand, hey, this is what we've seen in other campaigns. This is how I think it would perform, but I'm not sure. So I really want like both of us to go into this with an experimental mindset and we'll test out a few different things to make sure it gets delivered. That was Sachi Gupta. Oh man, that was an incredible show. He's the host of Conscious Creators and uh, the Conscious Creator Show. And he talks about, and, and he's done brand, like he ran a business for Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, uh, other people that I can't remember right now, but definitely just big, like some of the biggest podcasts in the world. Oh, uh, Andrew Warren, um, some of the biggest shows in the world, some of the biggest creators out. And he just talks about how, again, it's very similar to, to what Ksenia just said. He doesn't just work with any brand. It has to be aligned. It has to be something that he cares about. And being clear around that almost creates this non-neediness that brands want to work with you more. <laughs> and 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 uh it's it's like again it's another just mindset where it's like i'm not just bending for anyone that reaches out to me and there's something about that there's something about like anchoring yourself in that thinking around hey like if you come to me and you want to get in front of the audience that i've built trust with then then I have to be aligned with you. And I'm actually going to share something. I'm, I'm going to make a, 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 a short out of this, but it's, it's this concept. So this is a little bit, a little bit, it's kind of aligned with what he just said, but it's, it's just a way of thinking about what it is that you bring to your audience. So say that there's two billboards. One billboard is in the desert. <laughs> and one billboard is right by the ski mountain, right? And imagine they both get the same foot tra or the same traffic. So essentially the same audience, the same amount of people drive by. Technically, they should both be able to charge the same amount of money. <laughs> but what if the billboard is it's a ski rental shop? <laughs> which one, which one is able to charge more money for the billboard, right? Like, which one is more valuable to the ski rental brand? The one that is by the mountain. So the, the audi that's where the audience, the connection with the audience, the, the positioning of the brands that you bring to your audience, you, all factors in to how much you can price. Think about that next time. Are, are you, when someone reaches out to you, are you, is, are, is it, 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 like, think about the two billboards and think about which one you have comp and, and where, what your location is and, and how much of a benefit or not that is to the brand. What, what are the microphones that you're using? The cheapest ones you can find on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. We've done 18 months with these mics. So when we started, we had like no budget, like we weren't making any money. So our parents were like, just find the cheapest ones and start with what you have. I think these are boot. Blue Coil Audio Mics, so the cheapest ones you can find off Amazon. And they're great. We love them. That was uh, from my friends from the Juvie podcast, and that, that, that I love that clip because uh, one we talked about, they, they have a top, they have one of the top one one 1.5% uh, podcast in the world. Uh, it's it's I, I think it's like the it's one of the 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 top teen podcasts with a teen audience out. 
uh they they're i think 17 18 they have a show where they just talk about they they talk about uh self-development stuff they talk about you know just stuff that you wouldn't learn in school and they have these fun conversations with with people in in different industries but then also just them jamming out themselves and in that episode it's kind of funny because so they talked about the mic quality and the mic that they use actually does work but for some reason with the setup i don't know what it was but something streaming remote the the connection didn't come in that clear but the mic itself when it's by itself so i realized i was like all right they made this clip <laughs> they made they they made this clip talking about their cheap mic and they talked about this this talking point and then we made it a clip and i was like this i'm very curious what like it's almost so I, I I almost was hesitant to post it because it wasn't an accurate representation of the mic, even though they were talking about the cheap mic. And the idea was to get over the mindset of needing the most productive equipment in the world. And I posted it online, and obviously a lot of people had a lot of heat about the quality of the mic. And And the ironic thing was, like, that was the point I was trying to make. They could have a top 1.5% podcast in the world and not have the best equipment and then also this clip that didn't have the best audio it got incredible engagement and it was because <laughs> it was because the audio wasn't that great and we were talking about we were talking about microphones it was i don't know it was just like a kind of a that I, I, the, the the point of sharing that is like one to get over the mindset of having having equipment that isn't the best quality but two to test an experiment like that. I almost like didn't post that clip because I was like, it's not, it's, but the people that got the point, like got the point, the people that got the point, like the point was to inspire people like, yo, like even if you don't have the best equipment, you can start, you can build with what you have with, with what's right in front of you. And even if it doesn't have the best audio quality, people are going to still connect with it. IE like the clip that was posted. So yeah, there you go. In the first two years I was on the platform, I didn't show my face because I think that everyone has an inherent bias as to what this person's going to say, given how they look. You know, if I'm looking at you as a 14 year old boy and I say, here's how to retire a millionaire and I'm clearly very young, you're going to screw This kid has no fucking clue what he's talking about. But if it's fact, if I show you the screen or I show you something that's just a fact or a figure or something I can explain, people don't think, oh, what is this person? You know, what do they look like? How do I, you know, connect there's no dots to connect there and so it's just pure entertainment or education so that was austin hankwitz he was on my show and he is a he's like a finance finance creator he has a big podcast he is an investor uh he just drops gems through his short form content and he was talking about how his strategy at the beginning was since he does look younger uh he would he would film his computer so he would film the computer and he would do voiceover and for at least like the first part of the video it would all be just facts or information and not him because he thought that people would uh not uh not respect the information as much if he was immediate if his face was connected to it and that's one strategy to think about uh especially as you're building your brand can you lead with the entertainment or the education with maybe being the voiceover and then like that's one strategy that i've that i've tried with clips and it actually does work it's like you start with the reference the the quote the edu- like the you know filming the computer filming the like the image or like the person you're talking about 
but not yourself. And then you can weave yourself into later into, into the clip because, you know, at the beginning, when people are scrolling TikTok, they're looking for something that they can like trust. So the idea is like people trust facts. They, they trust quotes. They trust, trust stats. They trust pop culture. You know, they like, so maybe like what he's saying is he would lean into those things then he would weave his personality more into the the clips as he built more of an audience. One strategy, one way of thinking. So if you look low energy, if you look pissed off, if you look, you know, just off, the content isn't going to hit. So yep. I spend a lot of time getting myself into a spot where I'm super magnetic. Give me a quick tip on how to get in that magnetic state. I meditate first. So to clear out any subconscious shit going on, get myself into a place where I'm super calm. And then I usually dance. I just start blasting music. I'm just getting so hyped up. And then I go into I, the content like that. I do the same thing. I do a, I really? a very similar thing before podcast. I'll like dance around. That was Miss Excel. She was talking about how she primes herself to be high energy before she goes and records content. She's a multimillionaire. Uh, she blew up on every single freaking shorts platform in existence. And uh, she she talked about how you know she brings the energy, the enthusiasm to her videos and she doesn't force it. Like she physically starts moving. She meditates, she does breath work and she gets into that mode before she creates. And sometimes I, I don't need to do that as much, but I, especially on the podcast, that's something that I do. Like I'll, I'll, I'll bump some music. I'll dance around. I'll, I'll watch some stand up comedy. I'll kind of shift myself into that mode where like, I, I don't know. I'm just like more mentally like ready to engage with, with, with people instead of just jumping right into it. Uh, so however you do that, sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes it's just getting in nature, right? Like then recording, kind of switching up the scene. When you go from just like screen all day screen, and then you have to produce, it's hard to get into that magnetic state that she's talking about. I love to ask myself if I did have a billion dollar network and money wasn't an issue, social media didn't exist. So ego and status was kind of out of the picture what would i create for myself as an extension of my purpose so i'm going back to these foundational questions of like what is it that i truly want to create for myself yeah i think that's an incredible question that's from zach kravitz he was on my most recent or a couple of episodes ago of the creators are brands podcast the, the one you're listening to obviously <laughs> and so he's just talking about you know he kind of felt uh he he, he started to f uh, feel like a lack of um excitement around the content he was creating. He was like, I'm just like creating content. I want to build something. So like that question helped him kind of figure out what the business is, what the next move was that he wanted to do with, with his business. And he, he's building a bag company now. And I, I think about that as well too. Like, you know, that's why I love, I, you know, I put so much energy into the podcast. It's one of those things where it doesn't immediately get as much attention as the short form videos but like this is the thing that excites me either way like I have these conversations with people either way like I light up when I find out someone has a, a YouTube channel on the low and and they're super passionate about it and it's this side project that gives them this creative fulfillment I love that I love having those conversations so that that's why I enjoy the podcast and and so I, I just encourage you to like if you're trying to figure out your next move because what happens is we we need to like it gets boring it gets mundane it's the non sexy work that 
that like really is going to drive this stuff. So what is that thing that like you would do like regardless if anyone knew about it or not? Like, you know, sometimes social media, it just rewards attention, attention, attention. So like, it, it, listen, it, it's not to say don't think about that at all, right? Because there is strategy involved in getting seen. It's like, don't let that be the overconsuming, the the thing that you only focus on. Think about like what is in this for you? What's like, what, what direction, what topic, what industry, what format is going to be that thing that fills up your creative cup, uh, regardless if anyone sees it or not. The reason most people don't try new things is because it's not cool to look like you're trying to do a thing. We want to skip that part and just be the thing. We want to go viral, but we don't want to try to make those first 100 videos. We want to be the bestseller, but we don't want to try to tweet 240 characters to an audience. We want to be Steph Curry that breaks the three-point record, but we don't want to be the Steph Curry that has to improve his game and try after NBA scouts said his athleticism is below standard. But I think we can say now, Steph is the perfect example that trying to look cool isn't as cool as actually trying yeah that's a clip that i made and it's one of my favorite clips it got some really great attention and the point there is simply you know like one i'm a i'm a, I'm a big steph curry fan he's one of my favorite <laughs> my favorite athletes uh and I, I was just thinking about like what he went to uh, a low tier d1 school didn't get any any big big schools recruiting him out of high school and then he went on to become MVP, win four championships, make the most three-pointers ever. He was willing to throw up the bricks. And, like, I know that's a sports analogy. Not everyone loves them. But, like, it's really it's a clear example of in order to get the makes, he had to throw up a lot of bricks. He had to throw up a lot of bricks when no one cared. He had to throw up a lot of bricks when when – People said that you're not worth coming to our college, like uh, big name schools, the, the people that n went to these schools that didn't make the NBA, didn't win championships, didn't win all of these things. He went to a lower tier school and said, yo, I'm just going to ball out down here and 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 prove all these people wrong. In the process, he was cool with trying The the person that is in the gym feeling insecure because they haven't been there in a minute. That's cool. <laughs> the person putting out content on a new Instagram account, a hundred videos in, <laughs> 300 views is the most that they've ever received. That's cool. Keep going, right? It's the person, that, what's not cool is that person that sees that, feels that, judges that, and then doesn't do anything themselves. The people that are actually doing stuff, the people actually tried and succeeded they're cool. They, they love when they see people trying because they know, they feel that. They respect that. Trying is actually cool. Be cool with trying. Be cool with being seen trying. Because the people that actually are trying too, <laughs> or the people that have tried and succeeded, and are and then even then they're trying in other areas. They're they're leveling up in other ways. They're on your wavelength. I see I see that, right? So whatever it is. Be cool with being seen trying. I'm trying with this podcast. This podcast this podcast is nowhere near where I want it to be. <laughs> but but I'm I like I love trying. <laughs> I love, you know you can, <laughs> and I appreciate you because if you're listening to this point, I know that you're trying to. It is cool to continue to experiment. It is it is cool to just have the the gumption 
the the curiosity, the adventurous, the adventurous spirit, the um the love for what it is that you're doing to keep trying, to keep testing, to keep putting this stuff out. I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> so keep doing that. I would appreciate you too if you could notice someone that's trying and say, hey, uh, this podcast is a great resource for you as you're trying to be a creator, as you're trying to put your content out there. And and let's all continue to try together. And and I like try, try, I get that try isn't like the most empowering word. Let's just say do it. We're we're cool with doing it. And part of doing it is the process of trying and 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 falling on our face sometimes. But also part of doing it, just doing it, just doing the thing is getting through that moment, seeing that through, falling in love with the process, falling in love with all of the ups and downs of the process, and then highlighting the mini wins along the way, the mini wins. Oh, I, I might be seen as trying, but I'm learning what it is that I like. I'm learning how it is I want to show up. I have this, this mindset that I am just conducting experiments <laughs> and some of them are turning out the way I want to some they aren't but hey guess what like I'm going to continue to experiment I'm going to take that information to guide my next moves it's cool to try I love you thank you for listening to the show share the show with a friend and do all the things